0: I remember when I had a voice but didn't use it They were singing to me but I ignored my muses I finally found silence and I started listening out-of-body experience what I was witnessing. Welcome to the Gunny's Guys podcast, powered by More Benefit Resources The show that shares the stories of veteran entrepreneurs and resources that will help inspire and guide your own personal journey and transition from the military Everyone needs a gunny even on the other side of the DD 214. I'm here to be that mentor behind the microphone. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Gunny's Guys. Today, we have Paul Kludak, the president of Detail King. And, uh, president and founder, is that the right way to Detail put that keys. out there? I say king? Is there more than one king? He can be a king. He's he's a guy. Um, But um, really excited. Both Jason and I served with Paul way back when, deployed together. Um, His job was a little more difficult than ours. Uh, But we're just super excited to talk to him about his story, how he has transitioned from the Marine Corps into entrepreneurship, and even how he started that before he left the Marine Corps. And uh, we're just really excited to uh, kick it with you today, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, also have have Jason with me here today. We every uh, Marine Corps function needs a warrant officer to supervise, and that's that's what we have in there, man. Like make sure that we're in line, we're doing the right thing, so that's we're not right. we're not causing too much trouble. Good stuff. But um, no, welcome. I uh, I'd love for you to give a little introduction about yourself. Well.
1: I could go on forever and ever, but... Uh, we talked
0: about Metallica too, whatever you want yeah, to Yeah,
1: I could talk about that, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah, I was born in Downers Grove, and uh, went to a Catholic grammar school, eight years, Did you really? uh, no, I get it, I completely
0: get that's it. That's right, good
1: old now. Catholic boy, let me tell you, so uh, yeah, as all my buddies were going to Montini and Bennett, I decided uh, I lived just a few blocks away from Downers South, so... Went to Downer South, and, um, yeah, my, my, I got a, my first job, I started working real early as a caddy, and, um, when you're living the country club life and, uh, seeing these guys and how they live, you're like, man, these guys are like my idols, I want to do what these guys do every day, and I know it takes work to get there, so, uh, But it was crazy, and as I was, on my 16th birthday, I actually got hired at Delta Sonic in Downers Grove. Okay. And um, I had a good buddy of mine that that worked there. He was the one that said, hey, you should come work here. And I fell into a passion. I really liked what I did. And uh, my first year there, I was employee of the year, employee of all Chicago Land locations. And um, I was managing the place at 16 years old. So, uh, so I just like a carpenter to side jobs. I started doing side jobs out of my mom's garage and, uh, realized I was making a lot more money doing that than working a 40 hour plus work week. And, uh, I knew I had something. I knew I liked what I did. And, um, there was a guy I went to high school with that, as people started graduating high school and people were going to college, we wanted to open up a car wash and detail shop together. Um, to make a long story short, it's unfortunate my buddy lost his life. Um, that was my partner. Um, horrific story, I won't go into it, but, uh, but yeah, I've carried on. Started as a one-man band and stuff, and uh, I was... The detailer I did everything myself and over the years I hired more people and more people. I got my first location when I was like seventeen, I think years old. So I was still in high school when I got my huh. my first actual like lease on a place. Okay. Was, uh, Where was that? That was my original location at thirty five hundred Lacy and It's still, okay. still there. Okay. Okay. Wow. And my That's other incredible. shop, the one that I'm at every day, is like literally a minute away from there. Okay. So
2: there's one that's in the, in like a parking garage, Baltimore, right? Both of them. Both of The nightclub
1: of the car wash and detail shop <laughs> industry, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, But it's kind of genius because there's like 5,000 plus people, you know, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, now it's a failing, really long so, way uh, No. No. Actually, we got a lot of people at the Esplanade building. My original location is still sort of a ghost town.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, so. But a lot of people have returned back to work at the other one. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Cool. That's amazing. 17 years old, signing a lease, not even done with high school. Yeah, did your folks have to sign that lease? No, no. No,
2: no kidding. They let you sign that So lease. what was
1: crazy is I had some friends that worked in the building as mortgage brokers, and uh, they said, hey, there was a guy that you know, owned a car washing detail shop in the basement here, and he, for some reason left, the place is vacant, and was like you should talk to the property manager. So I talked to the property manager and she almost like interviewed a few companies. And here I am, a young buck. And uh, she's like, oh yeah, we'd love you to perform service here. And yada yada. And it's really where I really just started, I don't know, a pound of dirt and just really got going. And all of a sudden. What do you think had
2: her pick you?
1: It could be my personality. It could be my, <laughs> hey, it's a young person. It's hungry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the case is and stuff. Ambitious. You the... She saw
2: you. Yeah. had yeah. so a feeling.
1: You're right? Yeah. It was a lot better looking back then. So
2: <laughs> had, we're all losing hair. Something to do with it. Oh. Marriage and kids will do that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Live the good yeah. life. Yeah. We're all falling off. That's right. That's right.
0: Oh, what about George Clooney?
2: Oh, it's all plastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's the, you get to the country club and then you get to the part where you can pay to remanufacture your entire face. So, yeah. so he's, wh- he's at that next level.
0: Um, I feel like it's all natural, dude. I think he's just pretty. Okay. <laughs> he's George really, wants that, so he's, 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 really he's proud of you right he's now. He's really pretty. Yeah. Um. So, Marine Corps, where's that coming to play, man? So, when do you listen to (laughs) Rinkwell after you sign a lease?
1: So, the craziest thing is, in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I had a good buddy I went to high school with that uh, he was overweight. He slept till 2 o'clock, doing a lot of drugs, and just I really didn't see a future for this guy. And um, he said, Hey, Paul, I'm going to go in the Marines. I'm like, Yeah, you're never not going to last a day. And sure enough, the guy came back from boot camp, and he was like a whole new person. How old
2: were you at this point?
1: I was, uh, going in between, probably my freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so he got me to talk to a recruiter and the recruiter told me, uh, you know, I could make you a grunt and yada, yada. And, uh, he was telling me about the reserve program. So, uh, so... I said hey you know what I lack leadership I lack discipline and uh, this would do me good and so uh, so yeah in between my freshman and sophomore year that summer I went to boot camp and uh, became a marine reported into my reserve station and uh, and you know how it works you are your weekend warrior and the two weeks over the summer you go to uh, AT so the year after This is like 1999,
2: right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so, yeah, 99, exactly. So what's crazy is, you know, traditionally you you go to boot camp, you come home for 10 days, you report to school infantry. Well, I went to boot camp and came home for a full year. You were a 92-day reservist. Yeah, so what do people do when you're in college? You you're eating, you're drinking, you're, you're you know. Fat. Yeah. You're getting, so when I reported to school infantry, I stood out like that. <laughs> yeah, I stood out. They're like, How the hell? You know, so it's not like I'm I'm just big guy to begin with, so it was just uh I'll never forget this dude Sergeant Simpson. He had the deepest voice. Like you hear the dude on all state commercials, yeah. he makes him look like a chub because I mean yeah. he's got the voice and he would just echo Kludak and yada yada I'm like, Oh my god, but uh but yeah, yeah, I got hazed like crazy and uh I lost probably forty pounds while I was there that summer and so I was I... Uh, at school inventory. Yeah. yeah. I was a brick house when I came home.
2: Forty pounds so, is summer. Yeah. yeah, what did you so SOI for a reservist was still what, three months long? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause aren't the M C T for all us Pogues was what, month and a half? I... Month? Something like that. I don't remember. I don't know. Same school. Uh they, you catch a lot of hell at the unit for, like, coming right out of boot camp and going to a grunt unit, or do they not care?
1: No, no, they didn't
2: care, yeah. no. So,
1: like I said, it was, uh, the I was part of 2nd Battalion, 24th Marines, so, um, yeah, awesome. I was uh, in a small, I was a javelin, so that's when I got, uh, when I went to... Got my MOS. That's what I was, a javelin gunner. Yeah, that's a fun one. Well, dragon is what it was first. Right, right. And then it, they they updated the weapon system to a, a javelin. Yeah. And uh, when I talked to the recruiter, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you get to blow shit up, and uh, you know, going you know, if you're in combat, you're going to stand back and you're just going to." up tanks. Well, Iraqis didn't have tanks, so... <laughs> I saw one. It was from, like, the Cold War era. It was something Russian that had been blown up a long time ago. So, when I went to Iraq, I was on what was called a, a mobile strike team. So, I was, um, I rode around in a Humvee, we'd get missions, hey, there's no insurgents in this building, our vehicles would surround, uh, surround the building. I'd take a stick of guys, like a SWAT team, and go in and raid the place. Sure. So, it was probably the worst job there because the Iraqis put IEDs on the side of the road. And my vehicle got blown up over 18 times. So, uh, me and this other guy, starting out caught her, we were like magnets for IEDs. It was hmm. like, but it was exhilarating, I'll tell you that. Were, were
2: you like always that. in the same <laughs> spot in the order
1: of March? No, no, no. I, mean, I was never the first or the last. Well, actually, I was. I was never the lead vehicle. I was always the second, third, fourth, or fifth vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I don't know if I put my ID cologne on or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but uh, they're like, yeah, there's that fucking pretty boy right there. Let's boom! Or, was your truck oh, no, always but, the cleanest? Yeah, you, like, maybe that's what, what it is. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> no, no, no. i left those, uh, those times behind, so. But yeah, they worked us like crazy while we were there, and uh, it was the most exhilarating year of my life, and um, yeah, a lot of the guys I went to Iraq with are still probably my best buddies to date. I mean, we, we get together, we're, we're just one big family and stuff, and all of our wives and all of our kids, so when we get together, it's like a, a very dis- dysfunctional family that uh, sure. we have a lot of fun times together, though. Who do you kick it with, though? Oh, God. So, um, out of the guys from our unit, um, I'm real close with some guys that I, in my MIS team were Ryan Kereskeel. He's a cop in Hodgkins.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Caleb Hansen.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, he's uh, um, Tim Banks, Marco Gomez. You were Echo uh, Third? I was... Uh, no, I was Miss Three, so I was just part of the. the What'd you call it?
2: Oh, the weapons coming. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: How do you? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. a yeah. yeah. grunt, grunt, dude. Yeah, when exactly. you're not one, you're like you <laughs> <just laughs> look <laughs> at you and you just say, i <laughs> do <loud. I'm> not know. <laughs> <evil." laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, we're all on a fantasy football team together, and then we all go on vacations together. Tim Jensen, uh, the grunt style dude, and. Uh, mm. um, but yeah, it's always uh, like I said, it's and our wives get along and it's great. I love it. So No good stuff. is he all.
0: still at Grunstown?
1: Jensen? Yeah. yeah. is he still there?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, knew they, I knew they moved down to 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 Texas and I kinda stopped following. Yeah, he's he's like he was
1: the second in command and he's yeah. He's okay. Okay, cool. Dude.
0: And he's digging it still? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man. Um. look at that so walk me through 1990 so ni- you went to boot camp what 98 99 you went in 99 99 like what was the difference between joining a Marine Corps unit in 99 versus you know a couple years later I'm just kind of curious what the if if in your head there was any difference in probably the we're still overall. hardcore yeah. Okay.
1: yeah the new Corps is not as hard as the old school Corps and yeah, you yeah. ask people probably from that are vietnam era or whatever the case is yeah yeah, yeah we're gonna say yeah this is what boot camp should have been and you know now it's like is there stress cards is there you know it's, is there they kind talk of, a lot of smack yeah. i don't know how far it got so, and now all of a yeah. sudden they're supposed to have boy you know guys and girls in boot camp together well, got that now. that's happening for yeah. sure. Yeah.
2: wow there's already females at san diego uh, and they, they haven't integrated the platoons, but they've integrated the company, right? There's like, there's female and male platoons inside the same company.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's crazy because one of my good Marine buddies, Eric Perez, mm-hmm. he's got a son that uh, became a Marine and he was a COVID Marine. So he graduated and he didn't see his family for like ever. So like... You graduated boot camp, he had a report right to school. They didn't make
2: money. Oh, no way. It was that like, makes death. sense, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't send you home to catch it and then bring it uh, to Whatever. Like, yeah. MCTL, so, it right. was, so, yeah. Uh,
1: terrible. Terrible. I was like, holy cow. I was oh, like, like was a prison sentence. Who is this? <laughs> just what? Who is this that just met? It's uh, one of my good buddies from my unit. Eric
2: Perez is his name. And his kid is a Marine. His kid is a Marine. That's possible. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Yeah. We can have children that enlist in the Marine Corps. We could. We don't. I've got a
0: couple buddies who... Yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: uh, whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing to think about. But we literally joined. And it's great. We joined yeah. 21 years ago. We all
1: have five-year-olds, and this kid's got, uh, obviously, 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, 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 So, Yeah. <laughs> pipe oh man that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just being sloppy <laughs> <right>. I uh, am
2: <laughs> uh, um, literally though you waited a while to have kids yeah oh god yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you were in a
1: hustle I was yeah, yeah. I mean I'm a born entrepreneur so be, so the crazy thing is when I came home from Iraq obviously I got back to business as usual and um, we had uh, a client that owned a limousine business, and this guy was a mad Russian, and he's like, Paul, you should uh, be a limo driver for me, and I'm like, a limo driver? Like, oh no, man, that's all right, and he's like, well, I'll pay you like 60 bucks an hour, I'm like, that's like doctor money, I'm like, I'll take you up on it, so sure enough, it was everything the guy said, and, you know, the guy had no customer service skills, no anything, but at the end of the day, I realized, okay, I this guy's giving me, you know, 60%, he's keeping 40% for himself, why well, I just buy a bunch of cars and do this myself? And so I started doing it, and I, on top of owning my business, too. And, on top of being a realtor, I was working like 20-something hours a day, and then I realized, hey, dude, you're gonna die. You're gonna, yeah, you're, you're yeah. killing yourself. you got no life. Yeah. You know, you... You, you would, would have, have one a today if you um, would have stopped. Student. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. So... So yeah, it's in my blood, and uh, but yeah, I stay busy, and that alarm clock goes off at 3.15 fifteen every day, and get my three biggest.
0: fifteen. Good for you. Time you go to bed.
1: I'm like a, between a nine to ten guy, so my five year old puts me to bed most nights. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Read the book with it falling on your face. <laughs> the, to, you're yeah. one of these cats that survives on four or five hours. Or oh, easy, easy.
1: Yeah, that's anything over four is like golden. I like hugging that pill a little bit longer. And the crazy <laughs> thing is the weekends too. You know, like the weekends, I'll go up to cottage or whatever the case is, and it's just you can't break that routine. Of
0: so, course, yeah,
2: yeah. No, that makes complete sense. Man,
0: three fifteen—that's like more aggressive than I've ever heard. But...
2: If we started drinking right now, <laughs> <laughs> would you be able to sleep in tomorrow morning? Is I doubt it. <laughs> it all depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: oh. that's what do you do at 3.15 in the morning?
1: Believe it or not, I wake up, I make my coffee, and I go downstairs. I go through my emails, everything already. I basically prep the day almost yeah, a little yeah. bit. And then I ended up buying a Peloton. And I get my big ass on my Peloton and got <laughs> The uh, a treadmill a or the bike? The or... bike, dude. God, yeah. do you Mike watch Riel. the
2: videos? Kendra, uh, uh, yeah, Kendra. Oh yeah, yeah. She's a motivator. She dude. is a motivator. She's yeah. a motivator. No. <laughs> you, both She's <laughs> you both are Pelotonians. She's uh, like, dedicated. What are you? Yeah, uh, hey, I just do. Group? I just do all the yogas and stuff like never, that. Never. Uh but uh, they're all motivating. That's okay. what yeah. it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's entertaining. Yeah, and when you feel like guilty if you don't get your dot for the day or whatever, you're like. Yeah, I'd like to say that I feel guilty too. <laughs> yeah. And then I sleep in sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, yo. Yeah. Well
1: that's um, the thing. I'd like to do it all before I even get in the shower. So then when I get in the shower I just had to work and I'm like, Which oh, is like four
2: thirty in the morning.
1: Well no. no, I mean we open at six thirty, so I'm okay. usually there by Okay. Yeah, six six yeah. fifteen. So okay. so yeah, it's a, it's nice to
0: have that few hours in the morning to mm-hmm. myself, you know. What would you do with the shop when you deploy? Like, did you have a guy you could depend yeah, on, or did it kind of all go to shit? Yeah, everything just ran itself. And,
1: really? Uh, and, yeah, it's, you know, like myself, like I said, you do something for 27 years. Obviously, you're good at it. I've got a passion for it still. And the amount of phone calls that we get every day, it's like, I love being challenged. Right. So you're multitasking. You're tripled. You're just always on your toes.
2: Yeah, you need so somebody So by the end of the you. day,
1: you're just, you're almost like mentally and physically wiped out.
2: Right. So when it's time to come but then home and still only stay in bed until three fifteen in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I've got a five year old
1: that's like, Come on, dad, let's play baseball. Hey, let's do this and then there's games and there's this that I
2: coach and For everything sure. too. So
1: it's uh yeah, it's you gotta have the uh, the blood flow at all times, brother.
2: Uh what if you didn't join the Marine Corps? How would that change where you're at today?
1: I uh that's a good question. Like I said, I, I contribute a lot of my success to the Marine Corps. Sure, I mean it's just that discipline, that will, that getting up in the morning, the being the first one, you know, hurry up and wait type of thing and stuff. This is, I'm
2: Mr. Osi. I never put anything
1: off. So not
2: to divert at all, but like you slept in, in boot camp. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to know like, there, was a, there was a day where you woke up yeah. at five uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, those were the good old days and stuff. So yeah, that's why that's why I was a lot better looking and everything else too. So
2: yeah. So what? I mean, can you pinpoint anything that would look a lot different? What do you think you would have had as many entrepreneurial assu- I think people like
1: like working for me. Like my crew, I've got a a big staff that works for me. So uh, they like how I push them, and they like the respect that they get. I treat them like family, and, you know, I do things that a lot of bosses don't do. I mean, I'm always rewarding these guys with food, or I've got a huge cooler of beer. Hey, guys, let's, you know, have a beer together after work, or whatever the case is and stuff. So I do things a little different definitely different than corporate americans sure yeah so yeah yeah so um but yeah i mean every day is just a a new day and you just uh you prepare and it's just amazing the phone calls i get and how much things have really just grown over the years because i mean some of these phone calls are crazy i mean thousands tens of thousands of dollars worth of business and stuff and so you're like holy cow and yeah it's crazy
2: huh in terms of these are the dealerships these are the
1: dealerships corporate stuff yeah i mean you get you know you never know where the phone call's coming from and Stuff. Yeah. i mean that's just the big thing so like, and this
2: is word of mouth for you or you do a lot of advertising you know, i mean you
1: do uh like i said by doing this for as long as i have all the big car manufacturers they reach out to me right so like when bmw says hey we're hosting uh the BMW invitation at Medina. You guys want to go do it? It's like, yeah. How do they get my dad. number?
2: You know, how mm-hmm. do they how do they know me? They you know? know, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah, a your, your word of mouth has gotten yeah. out there, yeah. And that's like you prepping a couple dozen cars,
1: but it's also yeah. I'm real active with the, like the Chamber of Commerce. I'm real uh, active okay. with uh, a lot of a few networking groups, a few uh, a few things that you know we land some huge huge gigs um hamed you know they have five thousand plus vehicles they need them washed so i had to put a bid in for that and sort of do an interview process and huh. everything like that too so i imagine
2: you don't go the whole nine yards for them no they no. don't want they didn't contract you to do that so everyone is different that's just right. the thing in dealerships every dealership is different every the level the, that they want their cars of clean course to. Yeah. so you have that kind of mapped out at this point like yeah oh god yeah. some guys might ask you to clean the vents for an extra five bucks some guys might say skip it
1: yeah oh yeah. Well, yeah you just give them a price and say this is what I'm gonna do for this price and nine out of ten times they'll say okay let's do
2: it huh yeah, that's interesting and so you have kind of a set package for each one yeah when yeah. they send you a car you know to what level you're taking that vehicle yeah, for sure interesting
1: so so carmax and you know a lot of these big dealerships that i mean we'll do 20 30 cars of there's a day sometimes really yeah hmm.
0: Hmm. so you would just think carmax would have that set up internally they do
1: but they they're just so busy
0: they can't get it all done no <clears throat> okay okay it's nuts
1: it is nuts. nuts.
0: That's really nuts. Yeah. About and we get like
1: calls that. all the time. I mean, like I said, it's, you know, for example, Mazda of Naperville, we haven't touched a car of theirs since 2014. Now all of a sudden they're bringing us like 15 plus cars a day. Huh. So it's like, it's just always a turn cycle at my shop. People are just constantly giving keys and
2: I'm just... Reading invoices all <laughs> oh, <that is> <laughs> <laughs> day. Yeah. Um, the last time we talked about invoicing, I feel like there's an economy of scale or some type of process to improve there you ever I'm thought about it. that? Maybe you just love doing invoices, but there has to be some way to automate a portion <laughs> of that yeah. process. No, it's... I, I got the system down. I'm like okay. McDonald's. I got... It's a well-oiled machine, and yeah. we just keep on kicking, brother. But you type them and print them, and you're not, like, doing them with a crayon or no, something like that. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, we're Marines, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 32 colors, man. I mean, these like, computer. <laughs> like, this thing called is amazing <laughs> and
1: stuff. It's, uh... Yeah, you wouldn't think us right, as, as jarheads to use uh, this kind of technology, that's but
0: that's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. amazing. You get reports, you feel like a I true mean, you're business cr- You couldn't even figure out 119s for the longest. You yeah. know? <laughs> big green so
2: scaling all this, you're constantly hiring to like meet capacity.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got a good core set of guys that have been with me a decade or two. Wow. Yeah, so I've got guys that literally are right-hand guys okay
0: yeah i
1: spend more time with them than i do my wife and son sure so uh so what i want to get to a point where you could just pass the torch and just say you know what i don't need to invest 12 hours a day here or hey i don't need to invest i mean don't get me wrong i take a lot of vacations i live a good life but for the most part when it's time to you know go to work that's what i do and Mm -hmm. i love
0: it so okay you think that helped you like you get back from Iraq did you jump right back in you take any time off did you you know when I came home from
1: Iraq I'll be honest and I don't know your guys experience and stuff but yeah I mean I went through a little bit of a dark spot Um, so it was hard to sort of just come back to reality for me I mean you think back it's been shit it's been over what is it uh, 17 years
0: yeah I mean yeah it's a long time that's why we have 18 year old yeah yeah yeah
1: so when you think about it it's just like holy cow Mm -hmm. you know i'm definitely a different person there and i know that i sort of just routed myself a little bit i was little i was one of those guys that was the world went on and i just i don't know it was it was a challenging time in my life i guess you could say when i came home from iraq but i built myself back up together and found my routine and now i try to help people and and
0: uh, yeah, be a good civilian. Yeah, there you go. I think that's a huge. So I think that's huge, and it's a big reason for for the podcast and talking to folks like yourself, especially entrepreneurs like you that are running business, cutting payroll. It's it guess an experience that very few people get to go through in their lives. They're they're used to getting the check cut to them and sure. following orders. What um what what kind of opportunities do you see out there for guys that are trying to get off active duty today? Younger guys getting off, like what? Well, I mean, we live in the greatest nation, yeah. so there's tons of
1: opportunities. So, um, you know, that's just the thing. You, you, a lot of people feel entitled, you know. Oh, I'm you know, i supposed to get this, or I'm supposed to get this. or. But when you earn something, just like how you guys earn your EGAs and stuff, it's you, that's in your blood. You know, so when you could, when the sky's the limit and how much income you can make, or the sky's the limit, and you know, it's just anybody that comes home from, uh, you know, foreign conflict, whatever the case is, that, um, you know, there's there's tons of opportunities. So, do you do it the traditional way? Do you go to school? Do you get hired by an employer? Do you go out and create your own job? Do you go? Do you go and say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna own a restaurant or I'm going to own a car washer, or I'm going to own a, a hair salon or whatever. I mean, there's, there are a million different things you
0: could do and stuff. So,
2: mm.
0: No, for sure. I, um, I really All of
2: those seem to be kind of entrepreneurial, yeah. as if that's a slant that you have on life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that you may have thought of these things.
2: Yeah. Uh, heading back, just to make sure that we cover some of the other things that you do, you don't still drive limousines, no. right?
1: Okay. No, believe
2: it or not, my... Um, Even though that is really good. that blows, That's double what I thought any limousine driver had ever made. 60 bucks an hour is twice what I thought any limo driver ever Dude. made. And then, on top of that, you would take people to,
1: like, gentlemen's clubs. So you were getting paid $60 I, bucks an hour I sit, to sit there. there to go see titties. And then, on top of that... <laughs> And I would have drinks with them sometimes too. <laughs> you had to go inside. And then you and would. You drive and, them then, home drunk. and then every hour they were. You had the guys in the gentleman club, the gentleman paid you $20 per head. So say they're there for four hours, you got 10 people, you know, there's an extra 800 buck, whatever the case was and stuff, dude. It was. I was making money like you wouldn't believe.
0: I feel like you should have doing that, dude. No, so I
1: left it. And I gave it to my brother, and my brother rolled with it. And he How actually, does that work? He relocated to Nashville. So my brother lives in Nashville. My wife and son are actually in with my brother right now. Google um, upstage party bus. Just look at his business, dude. It's badass. Okay. So,
0: no kidding. What kind of operations he have? So the crazy thing is,
1: when I when I was in it, we had a fleet of cars and everything, and I just told my brother, I'm "Like, dude, I'm just, I'm spent. This, I have this business, I have hours on the wall, and uh, and
0: uh, just run with it. I didn't ask for a dollar from it, and it, it didn't sell him anything. Just, said, <laughs> just gave him just it. Just take it and run.
1: And he took it and he ran, and that's what he invested some of the money in, and. All of a sudden, he's banging right now. That's awesome. Yeah, that is really That's cool. Really cool man. He has
2: multiple buses like that. Yeah, yeah. Does he ever like drive it to church? Or... No, no. He doesn't even drive it. <laughs> believe he, it or not. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just,
2: I just get one and want to go to the grocery store. Every yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have your kids walk up the ladder at the top.
0: <laughs> Have strobe lights and all that shit. <laughs> just, dude, <laughs> we <laughs> just traveled the world during COVID, right? Like,
2: oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's you can camp up there. Yeah, uh, yeah gonna, that's put, cool. We're going to
0: put the upstage party blast in the show notes just for, so everybody can see what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, yeah the, at least the video is worth a watch. So uh, you drive a limo, start your own limousine company, and then you said you invested in real estate. You Take us uh, through the rest of like what you've delved into.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I got into that, and like I said, it was... It was tough. It was tough, like being in relationships. It was tough because yeah. I was just go go go. Yeah, yeah. And so like, there's a lot of when you're just constantly go 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 and making, you know, there was insecurities on a girl's part of like, this guy's gotta be banging somebody else, or this guy's gotta yeah. be doing something. And, but we, whatever. And like I, I said, I just sort either. of woke up and just said, you know what, dude, I've got a good thing with this business, and I'm just gonna run with this. And uh, yeah, I want to say in 2000. I got my real estate license. Okay. And um, and yeah, learned that business. And the greatest thing was coming home from Iraq because everyone wanted the American dream. Everyone wanted a house, and with the VA, you know, with the, the VA loan, and, uh, you know, basically everyone had all that money saved yep. and stuff too. So I think the year I came home, I sold over 30 plus houses to majority Confederates. Okay. <laughs> So a lot of those guys that I mentioned, I said, I, I found them all their houses, I've sold their houses, they've sold their townhouses, and they bought houses, and now all of a sudden they're buying bigger houses because they outgrew their old house.
2: And, and you maintain that real estate license. Yeah. And you still sell houses. Today. Yeah. of Okay. Yeah, showing yeah. in fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of a lot of things brewing and stuff. So there's a house behind here that we should go see right afterwards. Sounds good. Yeah, it's a block and a half away. Nice. Yeah, so just call somebody. Let's get inside. It's <laughs> <good.
0: That's> <laughs> got a really cool house. No, that's awesome. I um. So we have lots of different angles we could take with all that stuff. I like in my brain. I always think. The opportunity, like veteran to veteran, I find is such a easy conversation. Like, you find another Marine maybe at the bar, you find another uh, Marine in a ball game. Like, there's an like, instant camaraderie. Like, yeah. there's a way, there's like instant connection. And I feel like guys that are transitioning out don't take advantage of that enough. What's some, like, tips you have to come up to a guy like you and, and say, hey, teach me your ways?
1: Stay in touch with the people that are in your unit. Yeah. Those are brothers. Those are whatever. And uh, like I said, you know, when I came home from Iraq, I went, went saw some dark days or whatever the case is. But uh, but yeah, those, my buddies were the ones that sort of you know uh, shed some light because they were going through the same problems that I was going through. And they they you know they were in the same fights I was. They were you know there's the ones that lived in a abandoned chicken shack with me. Those are the guys that yeah you know yeah. You spent your you know your your life with for a good good period of time so uh so yeah that brotherhood is like no other and stuff i give my shirt off of it my back to any of my brothers any day if anyone was going through problems or whatever the case is i'm always there for them and then our fallen we're very close with their families and uh you know whether it's you know going to their grave sites or if it's you know, having golf outings or whatever we're we include them in everything so as people got married, as kids get baptized, we include them in all of our family's events and stuff. So,
0: very cool. Do they sh- do they do they come to most? Of the oh events? hell yeah! That's yeah, awesome. They're part right? of our family. Yeah, that's really so. awesome.
2: So, you mentioned the dark times. It's all like everybody experiences some kind of transition to a very sure. degree, right? Yes, not like you just come home and and you're just like,
1: all right, I'm going to go to work. It's more of like. You try.
2: You maybe try, but like all of us had to adjust, right? Not a single, uh, not a single guy just came back and like the next day was like it was 367 days ago. Sure. Before he left. Yeah. Uh, So like share whatever you're comfortable with, but like what was the key to you pulling out of that? I mean, it's a big part of this experience and sharing it with guys that might be sitting in their living room listening to this uh right now and thinking man i just i need somebody right i get need in a something routine. get in a routine
1: mm. routine is the most important thing wake up the same time every day you know shit, shower shave whatever you, your morning routine is and make something yourself every day did you break
2: that routine when you came home? Oh, God, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 I yeah. was.
2: So that was broken. Were yeah. You, were you, you talk about in? sleeping. You talk yeah. about
1: this. Yeah. I was. Uh, it was just. Um, I sort of locked myself up like a prisoner in my own house. If, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I
2: remember sleeping sixteen hours a day. Yeah. For maybe anywhere from the first three to six months yeah. after we got back.
1: Yeah. My parents knew something was up and. Uh, it sucked because I knew that I became something. I was so proud of what I did and everything else, but on the, the on the dark side of things, I was like scared to leave the front door. Yeah, yeah.
2: So you um, uh, stayed yeah. in the house. Yeah. So, like you say, create a routine, and I think that resonates easily with anybody, right? Yeah. They get that. Yeah. How do you take the first step? How did you take the first step? to reestablishing a different routine?
1: Um well like I said, I still had some things in place when obviously my business was in place, it's just I was I didn't want to go to it. So yeah. it was just uh I knew it was there, it was an opportunity for me, and I just let other people run my business and stuff it's basically what it all came down to. So what I realized is hey, I gotta get my ass out in the real world and and make something of myself, and that was really, uh, you know, the, the motivator for me, I guess you could say, so, and then talking to other veterans, and sort of seeing what they were going through, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing when you talk to somebody, and what's going through your head, and someone says, hey, I woke up this morning, and I found myself driving to Iowa, and I didn't have no intention to go there, well, fucked up dude so you got to pick up the call and pick up the phone and talk to somebody mm-hmm. and stuff so i think a lot of those conversations that i had with some people that were going through some of the things that i was going with um really just sort of realize, hey guess what outside of my house there's a whole big world there's a lot of people with problems there's a lot of people whatever but you know it's it was a big hurdle to get over at
2: the time yeah yeah who broke that Quite ice on. Was that you, or did you have a friend that reached out? Well, it was a combination of
1: family, and uh, it was a combination of family and friends that said, hey, Paul, you should probably get some help, or mm. hey, Paul, you should, uh, you know, you know." and that was sort of hurtful. It was like, when, hey, you're not the same person. Like yeah. Or when you came home, well, guess what? Yeah, I went through a lot of shit. You know, you come home, you want to pick up where you left off, but everything was sort of broken. True. So it took a little while to put the pieces back together,
0: and... Get on the right track, I guess you could say. Yeah. Do you think the reserve, like part of that, helped? Like I always think everyone's from the same place, right? It's, and so you it's have a huge. lot of close friends. It's not like active duty where you go home, yeah, you go to the it, unit, and then you spread to the. Yeah, world.
1: yeah. I'll tell you what, it was definitely beneficial, totally beneficial. Because guess what? Someone could say, "Hey, Paul, why don't you just meet me at X Bar? Okay, let's go to X Bar. You know, let's go to you know it, it was." It's not like, hey, old boys from Texas. You're from North Carolina, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're in Illinois, and you got you know a lot of miles in between these people. This is something where you can get face to face and say, hey, dude, let's uh, you know, let's get together, you know. And so that was easier, I guess, on my part.
2: There's also that element in active duty where, uh, unless you're getting off active duty right as you transition home, there is a team there, you're with your team still. You're still going to work every day. Yeah. Whereas in the reserves, when you go through those experiences, you could somebody could fall off, just completely uh. disappear if they haven't reached out and said, Hey, you know, let's hit up that bar uh. you know?
1: So Yeah, like I said, it's it's amazing some of the stories I heard from, you know, guys that I spent, you know, guys that I, I got pretty close to, you know, like guys that are obviously my friends and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing, you know, how certain people, you know, somebody's somebody's always stronger than you, mm-hmm. and so it's great to reach out to that person and say, hey, dude, help I'm me not, through this, help yeah. me through this, what am I, you know, yeah. why do I, you know, so it's kind of psychology stuff, but on the other hand, it's just... You put it I mean it's it's it seems like eons ago I mean yeah it's almost two decades ago since we experienced combat and this and that but those Man. days are still with me and they' the most exhilarating days that you can possibly live
2: yeah I will never do anything like that again yeah. That, uh, that, that you're is, not going to do 30
0: and get ready for the next conflict uh, uh, in East Asia? doesn't matter,
2: I couldn't even hold a candle there, but I could do it at 21 like, if, if you put me in the exact same s- spot, situation, condition right now, i just fall flat on my face right? <laughs> so it can never happen again you yeah. Uh, know, yeah, it's interesting you, you say like, hey, some of this is psychology and sure it is, if like somebody walks up to you, cold on the street, you have no experiential knowledge of who they are, what they are, what they've been through. But like marine to marine, you don't need to be a psychologist, yeah, because we already understand, yeah, fundamentally so much what, what it's about. And that's why we're like, I think what you're saying too is we're so important to each other, yeah, right. Because you don't have to have a PhD to figure out how to help somebody no. if it's a fellow marine. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dumb Marines and there's a lot of smart Marines, and uh,
2: I've never never really met any of the latter. Oh, liar! liar. Uh, we're all like some level of idiot, though. Yeah. No matter how, yeah. Yeah. No matter
0: how intellectual we were born, for um, sure. We, we signed that contract. So did you get out right after we got home? But like, did you get get out fairly soon after that fr- yeah. that so, that oh tour, seven, or did you nine, stay? Uh,
1: 9907. That 9907.
0: You were gone. Okay. They
1: asked me to re up, and I said no, thank you. And uh, and yeah, there
2: you back go. into the civilian world. And yeah, but you did all eight, even the IRR. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So you were dedicated. Yeah, All right? That was motivation. You're, right. you're, yes. you're motivation for right missing there. the second deployment. I know, I know. I mean, by a hair, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, yeah, Well, you guys were... I was chilling while you guys were killing, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, except we weren't. That's, yeah, I know, yeah. you weren't. Know, yeah. you
2: weren't. It was you a, were. That was a it was rough boring. tour was, for yeah. a totally Mentally. different yeah. reason. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah.
0: That was, that was the era of... That was a prison Politics. Tournament. Yeah, it was yeah. a prison yeah. got really strong.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, it got really strong.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: a lot of the guys I talked to, they said, yeah, it sucked. It, it just, yeah. So whatever I missed, oh, well. There's <laughs> other motivators that could, you know...
2: On them boots and, You, and you dudes are all it. generating a lot of heat, so we're gonna kick that on. I think that's yeah. all you, actually. It <laughs> might be me, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. You seem kind of warm-blooded, man. Yeah, <laughs> you, you might generate a Calvin or two of heat every once in a while. Sure
0: that's. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I mean, wh- how often do you talk to guys getting out right now? Is that kind of something you find still? Or are you getting, getting out? Wrong? Like you're saying, veterans getting out of the Marine Corps? Like is that like a lot of guys? talking to you now, first enlistment, guys getting ready to retire at this point, are you talking to a lot of those guys anymore?
1: I'll be honest, no. No? No. Yeah. The guys that I went to Iraq with, those are my boys. You know, the guys, the new core, the whatever happened after me, I'm not, I I, I was very active in the Wounded Warrior Project and, uh, um, yeah, it's just such a melting pot of different individuals, I guess you could say. And, uh, some things I like and things I don't like, and uh, and yeah, it's just. But in the long run, we're all brothers, we're all sisters, or whatever the case is, and all a family, and
0: you want what's best for those people and stuff. So. No, for sure, for sure. What's um, what's kind of the next step in your world? What's what are you passionate about right now? Every day, I'm passionate about everything. I mean,
1: I, I mean, obviously, my. My motivators are my son and my wife. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do like to travel, so I like going everywhere. Um, as you can tell, I like eating and drinking, and, uh, <laughs> oh, and these damn kids—they cost money and yeah. stuff. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's my that's my motivator. Does you he know?
2: have a Power Wheels yet?
1: He's got it Oh Yeah, he had one at like two right? <laughs> yeah, they, He tricked it out. It was, detailed. Out. Yeah, it was detailed. Have you upgraded, <laughs> the, upgraded yeah.
2: the axle or the oh, motor? he's got
1: the big. Uh, no, I mean, we got a neighbor across the street that's like a little Elon Musk, and he's like got a whole bunch of like. you see seen conversion, right? Drill, he's using like drill Joe battery. Drill battery, yep. A, so. gear,
2: a gearbox that can take up to 36 volts. Yeah. of power and won't strip out all metal gears they have a yeah. they have a total upgrade package for yeah. a, I mean, I'm trying really to else. keep my five year old safe for now and just dude, stick up the stock <laughs> you five year old helmets I'll, I'll lend you Damien's that he snowboards go. in nice, it'll be nice, just fine nice. we'll put a roll cage on <laughs> the thing
0: <laughs> solid Chamber of Commerce man do you how'd you get involved in that
1: one of my classmates when I was in grammar school works. For the board, okay. Okay, you gotta join. I've been a, probably a member for maybe two decades already. For yeah, maybe twenty old years. Wow. <laughs> I know. Old yeah. so I'm on the I'm on the board for that and stuff too. So I'm either the board member and uh, yeah. So through the board and through the, the the chamber, there's networking groups, and I've served as president on those groups and done everything you join that before we even deployed the first time yeah yeah huh. so yeah i mean it's nice to know like all the business leaders in the community and stuff so and then if i want to meet a business owner somebody knows someone them, knows so someone. i could get in the door super easy yeah so so yeah it's got me some awesome contracts and you know we provide that service you know just say for example like advocate health i wouldn't know who would be the top dog of advocate but they said oh this guy he owns he's he's the the main honcho of that well introduced me pitched him and oh yeah we'll provide provide services for all of our offices all right so yeah a lot of business right there so what's the pitch what is the pitch for that i gotta hear it well, I mean, we're basically a shop. We have shops on wheels, so we also have like mobile units that go out to oh, these huge okay. office buildings. Okay. So, um, so we provide that amenity right in their in their parking lot
0: or the parking.
1: Yeah. So you come in with the dirty car you leave with a clean car.
0: And does Advocate like take care of that for their nope. employees? Nope. Or just the
1: individual pays for okay. it themselves? Okay. Okay. And that we do that for literally hundreds of Different. big, huge office buildings okay.
2: all over the Chicagoland area. Okay. So is that part of their onboarding program? They're like, hey, here's your health benefits. Here's your 401k match. And oh, by the way, we have a concierge detail king that yeah. comes by.
1: Well, it's amazing. I mean, a lot of these big buildings, obviously, the more amenities that you offer, you can get more rent, yeah. you can get more yeah. whatever. But, you know, we get calls Buffalo Grove, Buffalo, you know, like places that aren't really right around the corner. But, uh, hey, can you provide us amenity for the tenants yeah. of the building? Right. Sure. So... Yeah, hmm. why so not? Yeah. So okay. and just and it's awesome because if you think about it, I talk to that property manager. That property manager puts an email blast out to the thousands of people that work for the building. Sure. And they just did all my marketing for me. And oh. they do that hundreds of times,
2: so yeah, yeah. you're putting yourself in front of literally... I've just never been at a place that offered me like, a detail. <laughs> I just, I'm all upset. You've got to get a new job. You've got to get a new job, little brother. Even the <laughs> <little laughs> ones that I'm looking at don't have a detail shop <laughs> attached to them. so... I'm yeah. applying it all the wrong place. <laughs> well, let me tell you,
1: well, you well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer you to build. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're here every other Tuesday. Hey, For we're sure. here
0: every other Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Like you get your car taken care of while you're working. You don't yeah. have to. It's not like an extra thing you have to do. Sure, that's, that's awesome. cool. That's awesome. Uh, I and mean, we t- we touched on this already a little bit, but, um, mental health. Means so many different things to so many different people, but what I think is important is uh, a lot of guys that are in a really bad spot often like see a guy like yourself that's super successful and think he's never had a problem. Like me and me me and him don't relate. Do you think that's true? Of course. Yeah. I mean, like
1: I said, where would you go? I mean, there's just so many. Everyone's gonna say, "Oh, you should talk to a shrink, or you should talk to whatever." No, you should talk to a person that's going through the exact same stuff that you're going through and yeah. stuff. So hopefully uh, a week ahead of you, yeah, and yeah. figuring it out, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, they're not gonna have their barriers up. They're not gonna be taking notes and be like, "Oh, this guy's a little fucking whacked," or whatever yeah. the case is, or why the hell is he doing this, or why would he stay in bed for sixteen hours, or whatever the right. case is and stuff. So,
0: uh, yeah. It's just I don't I yeah don't, mm. for sure for sure so I asked you what your passion was like what's your biggest problem right now problem is damn employees <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love them and I hate them at the same time <laughs> <because, laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just uh, like I said there should be a reality TV show just because all the stuff that you hear on a daily basis is just why someone can't make it to work or why they you know Got to dip out early, or just don't show up. It just it's just it's entertaining. It's because uh, that's what we base you know appointments on and everything else. Sure. Many bodies and you know it's not like you would you know it's like building a house. It's like you have to have timelines. You got to have everything else. And if you give someone a window, hey, we'll get your car done from this time to this time. Better deck, better get done. You know. So how so yeah.
2: how do you schedule around that? Are you canceling on the customer, or are you no, booking never, two never. or three extra a day? You just crack the whip. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. You do it with what you've got. Yeah. Okay. You do it with what you got. Yeah. And like I said, it's amazing all
1: these dealership cars and stuff that come in, because they're not scheduled. We just
2: get them up. Yeah. So you've got the core group of guys that you were talking yeah. about.
1: And like I said... They pull
2: through for you every time. And like I said, you
1: you, you develop leaders, and then those leaders are... Obviously, you pay them more, you do whatever, and those are the guys that are, you know, those are the people that really directly report to me and stuff, and those are the people that, you know... um, Yeah, I'm always looking for leaders. Are they doing
2: the invoicing right now? No, no. Uh, Well, my my girls are. (laughs) My girls... (laughs)
1: They're they're waxing out, waxing
0: off. Uh, uh, Oh, that's amazing. The invoice strikes again.
2: Oh, we only got a couple minutes before. Yeah, I
0: I think the most, uh, like, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way to do
1: it? So, obviously you can find me on social media, but, uh, yeah, my direct cell phone number is 630-747-7139. Detail Kings, our shop number is six three zero two nine seven eighty two twenty
0: three. 297 8223 Has that been the same for 27 years, by the way? Yeah. Has it really? Yeah. That's wild. Oh, email address. Email address? Yeah.
1: My name, Paul, P-A-U-L-K-L-U-D-A-C
0: at yahoo.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's
2: a cool. cool thing we're doing.
0: Cool. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, buddy.
2: Yeah, buddy.